two tickets to dynamite won't you pack your bags we'll leave tonight we've got two tickets to dynamite that's right ladies and gentlemen we are very excited. Of course, we are the Shoot Brothers. Mike the Shoot Shepherd, Cameron Thunder Osborne. Bang, bang. We uh, we had the live experience at Monday Night Raw this week. We'll tell you all about that. But we just secured our tickets to the first ever AEW show in Toronto. This will always go down in history as the first ever Canadian AEW. Like, if, no, if nothing else, we, it is the first, the very <laughs> first of something. I don't think we've ever seen the first, uh, first of, uh, we saw the Fiends debut, and now, yeah. uh, of course, AEW's debut. Uh, just, just incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, we were both online this morning. Super hot demand. 2,000 people in the line in front of us, but we managed to snag a pair of the, yeah, pretty much they, they were sold out within minutes, I think, for Dynamite. Rampage, not as much, but oh well. We got <clears throat> sold out in minutes, I'm sure. Well, yeah, every everyone and their mother from here to like they're not even going to Montreal. Like even if you lived halfway, you know, like between here and Montreal, and you you could choose. They're not even doing that, I don't <laughs> think. Yeah, and I'm sure there's still a decent number of people that are traveling from. Who knows? You know, f- from all over. Maybe even somebody, uh, you know, all all the way down. Uh, all the way down southern Ontario and all the way up. Jeez, from hours, people will be traveling. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, Americans, you've had enough shows. You don't need to cross the border. Exactly. You've had enough. <laughs> it's time to give it to us. Right? But, uh, like, did we not, have we not deserved it? Oh, we've been waiting years for this. So just everyone settle down. You all get your turn. Toronto's the number one baby of Canada. We all know that. Sweetness. Of course. Of the world. Of, uh, <laughs> and by well, definition, the world. I, I guess so. I guess so by definition. <laughs> but uh, no, we're all over the world. We've got other stuff to talk about. Crazy shit happening on every single program. Um, the wrestling world's just been wild the last, all summer. It's literally been on fire. Yeah, literally on fire, like you said. So let's get into the show. Let's get into the show by first crowning a brand new uh, Tweet League champion. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Tweet champion, and I'm looking through the records here, and I can't believe it, but first time tweet of the week champion, uh, which actually just feels surprising, um, all things considered. For, uh, this week's tweet of the champion is none other than uh, Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a little right. It feels he's active. It, he's it, active. It feels like he should have had this. <laughs> You know, years and years ago, possibly like a, uh, you know, a, a front runner for Tweedy Champion, you know, in, in that kind of uh, Randy Orton, CM Punk levels. Uh, this week's Tweedy Champion, Dave Meltzer, went earlier out. Earlier today, he tweeted out to all of his followers, Dynamite in Toronto for 10-12 sold out instantly in the presale. But lots of tickets mm-hmm. for the second show the next day. They go on sale to the public tomorrow, Mike. It does beg the question... How many tickets are allocated to the pre-sale, and then how many tickets well, are allocated to the the, the full sale? Because then at that point, what's the point of the pre-sale? I think yeah, I think it differs for every event, but in the case of this one, I feel like majority of the tickets were available on the pre-sale. Like the brief glimpse I had at the map was kind of like showing most like a bunch of different sections, but I just didn't just quickly picked before anything was gone. Yeah, what, so what time do tickets yeah. go on sale? They probably go on sale same time tomorrow, probably 10? 
10 a.m. Yeah, but uh, be interesting you have to no see. Idea. It'd be interesting. I'm to sure there's a. Blo- I'm sure they saved a certain amount, but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It'd be in, luck, it'd anyone. be interesting to go to uh, to the uh, you know to s- sign on tomorrow at 10 a.m. and just see <laughs> where tickets are actually available. I mean, if you want to go ahead, report back to us. I'm seeing I tickets. I'm, I'm seeing also. tickets. Resell tickets for 1,200 right now. Yeah, some of those. So it's weird the way uh, Ticketmaster works. Like you can resell on Ticketmaster, or is Ticketmaster scalping their own tickets? It's like, well, t- yeah, Ticketmaster scalps their own tickets. That's a whole thing. Yeah, and they call it like fluctuating. They go, oh, based on demand, because it sold out in uh, two minutes. That means people will pay a thousand dollars. Yeah, it's it, 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 it's it's a scam. The whole Ticketmaster is just all a scam. But that this isn't yeah, this isn't the sc- this isn't the scam <laughs> podcast. This is professional wrestling podcast. Let's get into our week. Let's kick off um, with a little bit of action uh, from Tony Khan himself. Of course, we're talking some AEW Dynamite. Or sorry, ra- uh, Rampage. Rampage. Baby. Uh, also, I guess, yeah, this is AEW, the home of Ring of Honor for now, still. So, uh, kick off with the champ, Claudio Castagnolia, coming out and cutting a promo, puts over the man that helped train him, Ricky Dragon Steamboat. Because I guess this was the same night as the House of Dragon. Oh, it's still weird. Yeah, I guess it's still Dragon Night, Dragon Week, yeah. of course. Uh, <laughs> Castagnoli. I think it's really important oh, yeah. that you kind of turn the G in the N into a N. <laughs> Yeah, I sound. just pronounced it phonetically. Yeah, I think uh, that's... Uh, I usually just call him Claudio. I mean, yeah, if folks at home, if you're trying to figure out how to pronounce his name, listen to Excalibur. Do not listen to JR. I repeat, <laughs> do not listen to JR. Yeah, but uh, so Claudio's out here in street clothes, but says I'd be much happier in ring gear defending this title. So open challenge. Anyone that wants a shot next week, come on out. And then we see Dustin Rhodes answer the call. So prize there but the veteran wants one last shot at some gold he says for 34 years i've dreamt of standing where you are holding the world heavyweight title but i mean come on i'm not counting the ring yeah i was gonna say is 34 time. years the amount of time that ring of honor has been on for is that why like what, no, I think what, that's what about 34 specifically Dustin's career oh uh, i guess he's dreamt Same. of holding a world title he didn't have to he yeah, didn't, he didn't specify would, about which one i'm not counting ring of honor as a world currently. hot take not enough prestige Hot take. Not enough. St- AW counts, uh, though, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. Uh, but Claudio says, yeah, Dustin, I understand. The desire keeps you going, keeps me going. You want a shot next week, you're on. So that should be a good match, man. And Dustin, he's still got it. He can pull it out. The Bulldog himself. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't see the Bulldog. but <laughs> We might. Uh, at least not as a finish. Not as a finish. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then we had Swerve in our glory defending their tag titles against Private Party, who, uh, Private Party, they, their entrance now, they got like the security guard doing the little, the velvet rope thing like at a club, kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matt Hardy's gone, they need, <laughs> so, they need someone to follow, to lead, someone. to follow. Yeah. Or... But, uh, yeah, anyways, the crowd loving Swerve and Lee, they're working well together. Swerve hits the house call kick. And then crazy move, the JML driver gets him the win. Swerve and glory retain. Yeah. And they keep going. Keep on going. Yeah. Uh, the reality, Zach Clayton comes out, cuts a promo, and the crowd hates this guy. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's here for a match. Hook, 
faces Zach Clayton, FTW title match. Zach shoves Hook. Hook immediately puts him in the red rum, knocks him out. Hook wins. And I'm not sure, but I feel like this could be possibly the fastest win in AEW history. Oh, someone so would have like, to someone would have to check the records. Not not it's not challenging. Unofficial. It's Aliyah's record. I mean, Aaliyah? Yeah. Yeah. Not quite Aaliyah, but this was probably five seconds, six seconds, pretty pretty close. Uh, then we had Buddy Matthews taking on Serpentico, and uh, Buddy just dominates the whole match. It's a cool finishing move. Gets the win, and then Miro comes out after, just stares him down, and uh, throws down Malachi's mask. So Buddy runs at him. They brawl, but Miro ends up beating him up. I guess uh, a, a couple squashes, right? I guess it was too 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 quick to say anything. Yeah, too quick. But uh, Miro kind of just floating around for a while here. Still hasn't really. I mean, not by his fault, but yeah, still doesn't look like the monster when he was when he was TNT champ. Well, yeah, like he took a bunch of time off. Yeah, that's true too. And then I guess you can't really just kind of go back to it, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what they got with him. But uh, backstage, Britt Baker and the gang cut a promo on Thunderstorm and. Baker says, I can't think of a more toxic tag team in wrestling. So maybe a little toxic attraction. A toxic. <laughs> it's the only other toxic I know of in wrestling, but mm-hmm. uh then we had some women's wrestling, Athena versus Penelope Ford, which I'm a big fan of her. Great to see her back after all these months. One of the you know the developing talents I'm always rooting for there and uh looking pretty good. Uh it's a nice handspring back elbow in the corner, and then she licked Athena on the face for some reason. It's a little weird. Don't know what that was. <laughs> but uh, Athena fights back, nails Ford with the Eclipse. Uh, Ford sells it amazing, and Athena gets the win, remains undefeated here. But did, they, did they still call it the Eclipse? They called it something else, I forget. Yeah, me too. It was something else. It was a weird. It was like a contrived three-word name or something. The <laughs> break. What's her name, Athena? Down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, but anyways, I was happy to see Penelope back. Afterwards, the baddies show up, beat down Athena. And then Jade Cargill comes out with a sledgehammer. And she's Triple Jade, and then she hits Athena with it. Triple Jade, I like that. <laughs> hmm. And then your main event, you had the Trustbusters versus Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends for the uh, Trios title tournament first round match. But... Still don't care much about these trust busters, but everyone loves Orange Cassidy and the best friends, so got something to root for here. And uh, you know, the trust busters put up a decent fight. The giant Parker Boudreaux just throwing his weight around, and uh, eventually, though, Cassidy hits an orange punch, uh, takes out Parker, and then uh, yeah, at some point, Sonny Kiss shows up, knocks down Orange Cassidy, and then. Uh, I don't know. They were Danhausen that comes up as well, curses someone. So a bunch of little shenanigans going on. Eventually, Orange Cassidy hits the orange punch, uh, and then a real cool ending when the best friends pick up Slim and Cassidy climbs up on top of both of them and like jumps off their shoulders as they slam him down, and he splashes. Unique move there gets them the win. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, you you just you just kind of glanced over uh, here, Mike. Of course, the Trustbusters team that can uh, Trustbusters, right? The team that can uh, made up of Avi Davari, Parker Bro, and Slim J. <laughs> yeah, Slim J is his name. <laughs> so Slim J, 
<laughs> crazy name. I was trying to figure out what who is this person, right? Just yeah, a, I thought he had a different name like two weeks ago. I guess they changed it. Uh, he has had different names in the past. I'm, I don't get this guy. So I've looked back on this guy's kind of like history or whatever. He has an eight-year gap in his professional wrestling life. He had a match <laughs> against weird. Roderick Strong in 2004, and then nothing until 2012. That's weird. <laughs> Don't know how the hell. And then even between 2017 to now, he has a handful of matches. Nothing much. So this guy, his debut was in 2002 in NWA show. This guy's been in the business for 20 years, two decades. <laughs> That's crazy. There's no weird. Who the hell he is? Never, never seen him. Looks like a kid. Also, this this doesn't look. This yeah, is a, he doesn't look like. He's, this he's is a for, old, this is a forty year old man probably. Well, didn't get the job done tonight. No, and he probably won't get the job done other nights. Uh, that was Rampage. Let's kick around. Let's kick on forward to uh, SmackDown. SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. From beautiful Montreal. Beautiful Montreal, Quebec. Beautiful city. Second, well, one of the maybe top five cities in Canada. One of the top three cities, I bet, <laughs> if you were to ask. <laughs> Yeah, uh, episode 1200 also happened to be. Yeah, everyone get your shirt. Everyone had a shirt that said like SmackDown 1200 <laughs> on it. Yeah, so hey, that's something there. I guess. Uh, Are we counting every hundreds now? I think like 1,000 uh, and then 500. But 200, I mean, yeah. like who cares about They'll that? They'll probably mention it. I don't know if every hundred needs a shirt, but. <laughs> uh, anyways, we start, start the show off with the suspended Ronda Rousey hopping over the barricade and. The crowd gives her a huge reaction, and she says, "Last week I paid my fine, and I'm not leaving this ring until my suspension is lifted." But then Adam Pierce comes out with security, says, "I can't just lift your suspension like that. Can't have you hijacking the show either." But the crowd wants her to stay. They're all chanting for Ronda. Security comes down, and she easily beats these dudes up, breaks one of their arms. So uh, Pierce has to resort to bringing two local Montreal police officers out. She knows, she knows the law. She surrenders, lets them arrest her as the crowd boos the cops. But, uh, yeah, you know, this was, this was pretty fun. I thought Ronda looked – she looked pretty badass. Here. I guess, I guess, Montre I guess Montreal is Ronda town. I yeah. Guess. I mean, uh, yeah. Like, she's still not the best talker, but she came across pretty well here. They kept it simple, sweet, and uh, that's all I needed to be. And Pat McAfee said the name uh, Jim Cornette. Don't know if you caught that one. Um, no, what was he referencing? <laughs> it was something. It was something right at the beginning of the show. It says something to the effect of uh, um, SmackDown started. Uh, Michael Cole, you were there uh, doing commentary with Jim Cornette. And Michael oh, Cole okay. says, so "Like, yeah, like, back in nineteen ninety, yeah, historical fact, but still, <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah, still not a name that you hear on WWE, really." Russo's but. next. <laughs> We'll see. Uh, after that, Sonya Deville and Natalia took on Toxic Attraction. JC Jane, Gigi making their main roster debut, which was supposed to be Zoe Stark's Nikita Lyons, but Zoe got hurt and apparently Nikita is unvaxxed, so she couldn't enter Canada. Not allowed. But, 
Either way, Toxic Attraction are a proper team, so I'm I'm fine with this. Uh, yeah, at some point, Bailey, Dakota, EO, they all show up in the front row to watch, and Toxic Attraction looking good. The crowd, you know, despite not having any main roster exposure, they reacted to them pretty well, and of course, Natalia, the home country girl, which kind of made Sonya a babyface for a bit of the match, because everyone was kind of willing her on for the comeback to get Natty the hot tag, so... Uh, yeah, eventually Natalia gets in there, and the crowd's hot. She gets Gigi in the sharpshooter, but she didn't realize that she had made the tag, so JC's legal, slides in, rolls up Natalia, gets the one, two, three. So Toxic Attraction advanced to the semifinals. While Natalia taking a pin on home turf. Yeah, I mean, she's a heel. She can handle it. She's from California. Oh, that's a good like point. The other side. That's a good point. <laughs> But I guess so. Uh, possibly Nikita Lyons was, or then Zoe Stark were supposed to win, maybe. You would think so, but or uh, was this like a last-second booking uh, decision? Um, no, I think probably either way, the NXT team was going to get a win. Hmm. But uh, unfortunately, the word is Gigi Dolan suffered a concussion in this match, so they are out. They're going to have a second chance match to replace whoever it's supposed to be. They announced that on Raw, I think. Yeah, the next night they announced something like that. Yeah, yeah so sucks for them. Toxic attraction. Uh, but anyways, moving right along. We got the hometown hero, Sami Zayn, backstage. Uh, goes into Roman's dressing room, sits down, has a chat with him. I could barely hear what Reigns was saying. It was, <gasps> microphone was too quiet. It wasn't but, mixed properly. Yeah, they should have hired you that night. But... Uh, <laughs> Sammy says Jay has been hard on him lately and uh, even though I saved him from a claymore last week he's ungrateful and Roman agrees and that's when he gets up his phone rings it's the Usos and Sammy answers and uh, they're at the border they can't come over man too many DUIs but uh, so they're not going to be here tonight but Roman just sits back down he's being super nice to Sammy and he's like all right you know what we got a fatal five-way intercontinental contenders match later you're in that that icy title would look real nice in the bloodline. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of nice seeing Roman be cool with Sam. Well, yeah, finally they had to give him. They had to give him something, right? Especially hometown hero. You know, I think we gotta. Like, there's a point where you have to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, then we had the maximum male models come out to the ring, and the crowd just showers them with booze. Not the good kind of booze. They just nothing. That nobody wants to see this. Uh, uh, yeah, so Hit Row interrupts. Uh, they get in the ring. They throw all the models to the floor, cut a promo, and then they perform a rap song, like a full <laughs> three minutes with uh, smoke filling the ring. And it was it was like it was a match in and of itself, except where yeah. But I don't think they're uh, yeah they're not seasoned enough rappers to pull this off. If, I don't know. It didn't get over that well, I think. <laughs> the singing. No, the song. I, don't, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. But uh oh well. Moving right along here, we've got that fatal five way intercontinental title. One number one contender match. Seamus, Madcap Moss, Happy Corbin, Ricochet, and Sami Zayn, the French Canadian hero, gets a huge ovation. Just one of the loudest. One of the loudest of the year, maybe, just of any crowd. They were loving him. Yeah, I think it was uh, another uh, Bell Center in Montreal. You know where the Habs play. It didn't mm -hmm. seem like it was as 
full. I don't think it was as. I think there were less people. There I don't think it was a sellout like Raw, but I don't think it was a sellout, but still a hot crowd. You're right. Yeah, so they're chanting, they're cheering, they're singing "Ole, Ole," and yeah, the match was just a ton of fun. You know, Ricochet doing his thing, flipping, flying, Sheamus beating people up. Just uh, some point, he took a big bump somehow. His leg was all bruised, scraped up. Don't know what happened there, but. Uh, Sami Zayn hits the big tope and hero to the floor, pops the crowd big, a nice Michinoku driver, and then the blue thunderbomb, big near fall there. But then Sheamus cuts off the momentum with the white noise off the second rope, uh, and that hurts Sammy. He rolls out of the ring, he's selling his shoulder, officials check on him, he heads to the back. So not looking good. We have to continue with four men in the ring, and... Uh, yeah, Ricochet just selling his ass off every time someone clotheslines him. He just does like a backflip. It's like twisting. he's better. At, <laughs> the bigger his opponent is, the better he is at selling. Yeah, it's crazy. Because maybe they just like I'll jump, you push into me as hard as you can, and I'll just twist out of it. <laughs> Fucking flip. But, yeah, no idea yeah. what he does. <laughs> but uh, then he hits his big finishers, the recoil, a beautiful shooting star press. But uh, pin gets broken up, and Sami Zayn comes stumbling back out. He's holding his injured shoulder, but the crowd is on their feet for him. He hits Ricochet with the big exploder suplex in the corner, and then he hits the Haluva kick. He's got the match won, but Corbin yanks him off. Uh, crowd boos the hell out of him. Chance asshole. And that's when Sheamus comes flying in, hits the broke kick, gets the win. So Sheamus gets the Intercontinental title. Against, or gets the title shot against Gunther in the Clash of the Castle. Against Gunther. That's right. So... I mean, obviously, we all wanted Sammy to win, but for the UK crowd, Sheamus is probably of course. And I think he got the <laughs> ovation. He got the he got the loud pop. It was yeah. he got all the bits, you know. Yeah, but zero uh, and two, the Canadians on this show now. Good point. Sammy's in. Good point. Lost, yeah, but, uh, too bad. Eh? Usually they go over. Know, that's sports. Home team doesn't always win. That's a good point. Uh. There was a weird little vignette for the Viking Raiders. They're, like, doing some pagan ritual shit now. I don't know. Burning stuff. Yeah, they've got, Sarah Logan uh, they've got in the a, background. a little more. Sarah Logan, <laughs> so that's kind of cool. But they've, they've definitely gone, yeah. like, a little more in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, like, like, they've really leaned into their whole, like, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, like, darkness. I don't know. Uh, but the division always needs teams, so... Good to have. It's a good point. Uh, then we get Liv Morgan taking on Shotzi, and Liv's finally out of the sling, but she's got that Kinesio tape on still, so not a hundred percent, but onto the match. I'm excited for it. Anytime get to see Shotzi here, uh, looking pretty good. Hits a nice big bridging tiger suplex, but Liv kicks out, fights back, hits the Oblivion, and uh, Shotzi sells it pretty good. Just spikes herself down. Liv gets the win. Liv gets the win <clears throat> as we build. Is she, uh... Cause yeah, she, her opponent, her, her opponent, Shayna Baszler, appears after and attacks her. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, grabs the arm, says, I could break this, but then she lets go and says, I'll wait till Cardiff. It kicks her in the head. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was, th- that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Shayna Baszler showed up in a very Triple H-style leather slash jean jacket combo i like that i like <laughs> yeah. that look yeah yeah it's a great look great look mm-hmm. uh then the final segment you had drew mcintyre roman reigns come out for a face-to-face 
Roman gets a huge reaction here in Canada for the first time as the tribal chief. So he was super over. Uh, Rain says, Drew, you don't carry the company on your back. I do. I got nothing to say to Drew. He's beneath me. Uh, so Drew McIntyre comes out, gets in the ring, says, you don't represent the titles the way they deserve. You never, you're never here. And the crowd supports Drew. He's right. And Drew says, you're not a god. You're just a man. You don't have the bloodline here tonight. I can see the fear in your eyes. And since we're both here alone, let's have a fight. He takes his shirt off. Roman takes a swing at him. They brawl. Drew goes for the Claymore. But that's when Sami Zayn appears, takes the bullet for his chief, Roman. What a good guy. Uh, this allows Roman to hit Drew with the Superman punch. Goes for the spear, but then Drew counters, hits the Claymore anyways. He stands tall to end the show. Standing, he's now stood tall for a, a couple times now. He's standing real tall lately at the end of, yeah. the, the end of these shows. So what is, it, is he going to stand tall when it matters most? I mean, it's never good. It's, it's never good to stand <laughs> tall too often. Well, we'll see next Friday. I wonder where is SmackDown next Friday? Are they traveling like right to the UK the next? Because how do they work that out? I don't know. I guess I guess I, I, in 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 case one unless one of them is pre-taped, yeah, the Friday before. Yeah, I don't know how it works, but because is it on a uh, is it on a Sunday? No, it's a Saturday afternoon. Right, because it, so it's, it would be night there, afternoon here, probably. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, like one p.s. one p.m. for us, eight p.m. for them, something like that. Okay, yeah, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, and then All Out's the next day. It's going to be a long Labor Day weekend. Yeah, God, another long Labor Day weekend. That was uh, that was all <laughs> SmackDown. Let's kick ourselves through the weekend and bring ourselves to good old-fashioned Toronto, Ontario, home of the Argonauts, um, and bring you some WWE Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw! Let's get raw! That's right, baby. We were there in the arena, sold out crowd, just super hot for the whole night. It was so full. <laughs> and uh, I mean, even before the show officially started, main event, we don't normally talk about it, but we should at least mention Shelton We've Benjamin. literally never talked about an episode of main event here on the show, but we have to hear uh, yeah. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin. Why, why was he so over? Was this a, uh, is this one little section of the crowd? I think who decided to cheer for him? I think it's just respect. He's you know now that he's been in the business for like twenty years, people are like yeah, man, Shelton. I remember Shelton. Just like so. as long as Slim J. <laughs> uh, yeah, but much more prominent. Okay. But yeah, man. People love Shelton. They treated him like Bret Hart on this night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shelton so. in Toronto. They'll be saying that for. Uh, for years just for years to come uh then we start the show proper with uh just some chaos going on backstage seth rollins and riddle are fighting and they brawl their way out into the live crowd and uh riddle runs jumps off the barricade dives onto rollins eventually they get pulled apart but yeah just chaos chaos opening the show a little <laughs> a little uh dynamite infused chaos <laughs> yeah uh, and then Canada's own Trish Stratus comes out to a big ovation from the crowd. and She just talks about how good it is to be home, not just in Toronto, but in this ring. 
So the crowd chants one more match, but then she's interrupted by Bailey, EO Dakota. And they put over Trish at first and say, yeah, you're a legend, but what are you even doing here? We're sick of you. Who the hell, who the hell do you think you are? That's when Bianca Belair comes out to back up Trish, puts her over as a legend, says, Bailey, you're not even in the same stratosphere. Trish walked so we could all run. There'd be no Bailey without her. Yeah, the crowd agrees, chants EST, and Trish threatens to come out of retirement to fight Bailey, but Bailey says, hey, stupid, there's three of us, two of you. That's when Alexa Bliss and Asuka come out. Uh, so they back up the baby faces, and that led us to our first match of the night. Dakota Kai, EO Sky versus Asuka and Alexa. Women's tag tournament semifinals here. Uh, yeah, so the match, you know, it was going well. There was some fat guy in the crowd that was arguing with the woman all night. That was that was weird. I'll say I can imagine he was probably saying some pretty hateful things. Uh, But who knows? Whatever. The match itself was going well. Asuka, Dakota, stiff kicks. One awesome spot when Alexa gets in there. She hit a double DDT on Kai and Sky. And the way Dakota sold it, she just like spiked herself, did a headstand for like two seconds. That was a good spike. Yeah. Big spike. (laughs) Uh, then Asuka comes in. She grabs Dakota, but she had made the blind tag to Io, so Asuka doesn't see it. She has Kai in the Asuka lock. She taps out, but it means nothing. Asuka thinks she's won. Meanwhile, Io sneaks up behind her, rolls her up, gets the three. So Io Sky, Dakota Kai, advance to the finals. Advance to the finals. And so this was pretty much like the first 40 minutes of Raw. Almost the first third of the entire night was this. Was yeah the was yeah, the Seth Riddle brawl straight to Trish Stratus coming out straight to uh, this match. Yeah, but uh, you know I was one of the few people in the crowd that was happy EO and Dakota won. So yeah, I think everyone everyone was engaged the whole time. This ended up being a oh yeah everyone enjoyed match the match, here. but it was great. Uh, we got more pretty much all night because. Uh, after that, we have Dolph Ziggler taking on Finn Balor in another just good competitive, nearly 15-minute match, which is the new Raw standard, pretty much. People get time. And uh, Fat Guy was at it again, arguing with Rhea Ripley at ringside, who could easily kick this guy's ass. Easily. <laughs> uh, and, man, this crowd, man, like we said, they're so hot. They bought into the Famouser as a big two-count when Ziggler hits it. Not even the zigzag. We'll get possibly to that. <laughs> the most kicked out maneuver ever. Yeah, and then Balor Balor goes for the coup de gras. Ziggler rolls out of the way, and then he hits the zigzag for another super close near fall. This crowd actually chanted, "Holy shit!" There was <laughs> a the holy zigzag. shit chant off of a zigzag. <laughs> off a zigzag. That's just how hot we were. It was. It was. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. And that's when Rhea Ripley gets involved, hits Ziggler with a cheap shot, which allows Finn to hit the 1916, and the coup de gras gives him the big win. Yeah, I can't believe that. I can't believe we freaked out over a fucking zigzag. <laughs> it was great, though. Ziggler's, Ziggler's still got it when you let him go. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what it was. In another 12-and-a-half-minute matchup, I think we, we definitely we had more match time. I, there was very, very few promos over the course of the evening. Yeah. I saw someone did the stats of like since Triple H has taken over, like the amount of match time per episode is like doubled almost, and our episode of Raw was like the record or something. Po- like possibly thirty yeah, minutes like the, of match time per hour, I think. Like, like yeah, the record yeah, of most uh, m- match minutes, match yeah. match minutes per hour. Wow. <laughs> 
then after that, the Alpha Academy came out. Chad Gables insulting the Toronto crowd. You know, the Maple Leafs and Austin Matthews. He's American. And uh, uh, then he issues an open challenge, which is answered by none other than Kevin Owens, our local boy. Well, not super local, but he's Canadian. doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it counts. It's all it, <laughs> like as far as we're concerned, he's Canadian. Yeah, we're all family here. So monstrous reaction for him, and yeah, Gable Owens, man, just another awesome match. These these fucking German suplexes that Gable they was giving were to Owens high. <laughs> they felt high. Maybe just because yeah, maybe we're they were insane. I mean, I watched the match back. They were fucking oh, high yeah? on these replays. Especially, like, the final one. Like, yeah, Kevin was just backflipping onto his head, like, five times in a row. And a suplex onto the apron. And, uh, yeah, Gable's all over him. But Owens fights back, hits the frog splash, goes for the cover, or goes for the stunner. But Gable counters with one more just crazy German onto his head again. But Owens kicks out, uh... And then off the top of the turnbuckle, he hits that big twisting fisherman buster and finally finishes the job with the pop-up powerbomb. Gets the win. And then afterwards, Otis comes in, attacks. The crowd's all chanting for Sammy to come out and try and save Owens, but he doesn't need him. He fights them both off on his own and then just celebrates. Yeah, I got a couple stunners out there. It would have been fun to see Sammy Zayn, though, you know, if uh, just for <laughs> that. But oh well. Yeah, either way, yeah, he, you know, he won. Yeah, he won. Good point. Uh, then we had Bailey taking on Aaliyah, hometown Toronto girl that I'm sure a lot of people didn't know until this night. Yeah, not until uh, uh, you told me moments before. <laughs> yeah, I've followed her journey for years, so I know all about her. Uh, but yeah, taking on Bailey here in her first official match back on television in over a year, so. And, you know, it wasn't a squash. Aaliyah herself almost lasted about 10 minutes or so in there. Or uh, looking pretty good. And, uh, at one point, Bailey pulled out a Sasha Banks move. That thing where she puts him across the turnbuckle and jumps with her knees down. Uh, so maybe a little reference to her friend coming back soon. Who knows? But, maybe. Uh, Aaliyah does a little Trish Stratus reference at one point with the big bulldog on the floor. But then Bailey just takes over, hits the rose plant, gets the win. Even Bailey, this and this this was definitely our quickest match of the night. Or if it wasn't, it certainly felt the quickest. But Bailey's, uh, I think we said it right there. Was this her? I, th I believe this was her first solos action uh, since um, yeah, all I those so. what last year. Yeah, over a year ago. Yeah. So yeah, you know, it wasn't anything too crazy, but uh, nobody got hurt. No botches. Exactly. Fine. No botches. Everyone got through it clean. Yeah. And Aaliyah got a nice little moment on TV. So, mm -hmm. uh, and then just more action. I mean, pretty much the whole night was a lot of wrestling. Only like two promos. Uh, so our next match, you had Champa and The Miz taking on Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. And Bobby Lashley just continues to be one of the most over baby faces on the Super roster. Super over. Him and AJ felt like a fucking force. Oh, yeah, together the chants were just all through the match and. Uh, the pyro. I love the pyro, too, on their entrances, man. So loud in person. It, so is, much it is so loud in person, yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that uh, AEW, they use different kinds. Like, there's a specific thing that you use just to make the noise, like a cannon. Or oh, something. okay, yeah, yeah. I can picture what you're saying. It just times it. Well, back. we'll just have yeah. to see. The other ones are more like... 
<laughs> instead of <laughs> but anyways yeah uh the match itself was great Every, the crowd's loving everyone they're chanting tiny balls at miz um yeah so uh at one point lashley spears champa miz breaks up the pin so aj gets involved but then, then over at the barricade this hooded man shows up grabs aj security storms in but it's not dexter loomis it's some random some local wrestler from battle arts academy apparently oh, oh you know oh, you know this uh yeah that's what information the same school my buddy goes to the sort your source is on the inside yeah uh so security's dealing with him and then on the other side of the barricade this uh this riot police stands up takes off the mask it's the real dexter loomis and then he just grabs miz in a sleeper hold drags him over the barrier the ref disqualifies him for that but uh dexter just keeps going takes him away into the unknown so <laughs> who knows into the unknown tunnel yeah. That was great. So I we Trump. I think we all got worked. I think we all were expecting Dexter Loomis. Yeah, to be the we're first like, oh, there, there, wait a minute, Do a that's little not switcheroo. Him. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. It was the only only DQ of the night. They're allowed one, and it mm-hmm. wasn't bad. It was fun still. So, and then even at the end, back in the ring, Champa, they end up hitting him with the phenomenal forearm and the spear anyway, just so the crowd got to see it. Yeah, we still got our we still got our hits. Yeah, and then uh, the big surprise. You know, we were wondering who's going to rake the return. We weren't guaranteed, but we got one. Johnny Gargano. I was coming back from the bathroom when I heard the music hit. I'm like, oh, shit. So I started rushing back. Hear <laughs> the rebel heart music uh, start running back. Yeah. The classic babyface version. He comes out, gets a nice reaction, uh, talks about his history. He's had some big matches in this building. Two NXT takeovers here in Toronto. And uh, yeah, the crowd's chanting Johnny wrestling. He's soaking it in. He's happy to be back after nine months away from wrestling. And at one point, he wasn't even sure if he was going to return. But, yeah, he talks about his kid and the crowd chants baby wrestling. Uh, So he's got some big goals for his return. You know, he wants to wrestle at WrestleMania. He wants to be WWE champ. And I want to show my son that the biggest dreams can come true. So Johnny Wrestling's back in WWE. And that's when Austin Theory interrupts. So everyone boos. Uh, the former son, former member of the way, mm-hmm. crowd chants, who's who's your daddy, Adam? Uh, and Theory just cuts a quick little promo about everything he's won since coming to the roster, the U.S. title, the money in the bank, but this crowd has given him the what treatment, big time. Only got to get it all night, so that tells you something about Theory. Yeah, that's a good like point, it. and it's been a, it's <laughs> been a ruthless it's been a ruthless crowd lately. So it's you know yeah, po- it was mostly just him. I mean. We were Something. very respectful all evening. I'll give us that. Yeah, exactly. Trish said Canadians are super nice. So, Good point. Uh, so at the end, Theory says, yeah, Johnny, I can mentor you now. Let's do the high five for old times' sakes. Uh, but instead, Johnny super kicks him in the face to the crowd's delight. It was great to see the yeah, uh, re- here. really making the feel the, uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase, though. It doesn't really feel important or even like well there's no fucking uh, chance of it i was gonna say maybe this could lead to a little feud where maybe johnny gargano can win the briefcase off of yeah just because the way he's just getting beat down every at least like otis when otis had it he was like kind of winning or like (laughs) he was at least present and didn't come out of every moment looking like a fool yeah and uh, i'm sure theory and the money in the bank that was probably a whole a vince mcmahon decision so I Triple guess H. yeah. Hunter, Hunter's has to deal with it. 
Oh, that would suck. Um, well, he can he can move the case. He can do whatever. I'm sure it's been done before. So, It'll be done again. Yeah. So we'll see. But let's get to the main event of the evening. They've been hyping it up for a couple weeks. Very rare these days that you book a raw match like more than two weeks in advance. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, but we all knew Toronto was coming, or <laughs> they were coming to Toronto. Uh, Damian Priest taking on Edge. Big main event here. Hometown hero, Edge. Orangeville is very close to Toronto. We all, mm-hmm. we all know that. Uh, so, yeah, just a huge pop. The big pyros going off. Uh, they gave this match tons of time. It was basically like a pay-per-view match. Just over 20 minutes 20, of action. Yeah, 19 minutes. Yeah, so crowd super-duper hot. Everything Edge does. And then booing anytime Priest gets some offense in and uh, yeah, they fight to the floor. Edge power bombs Priest spine first onto the barricade, and then later he hits a big dive off the top rope to the floor. Uh, but then Priest pulls out his biggest move of the match when he picks up Edge and hits the razor's edge, tosses him through the announce table. Big bump there, crowd chance. Holy shit! We got tables. Uh, we wanted tables. We got tables. There was a couple table chants throughout the night. We got one at the end. Finally. Uh, and then back in the ring, Edge hits a top rope hurricane rana. Uh, goes for a spear, but Priest blocks it with a kick. And then he pulls out Christian's move, the kill switch. So some disrespect there. Uh, and then a bit after, Priest hits the reckoning, his finishing move, but he doesn't go for the pin. Instead, he wants to steal Edge's spear. But Edge counters and steals Priest's move with the South of Heaven, the sit-out choke slam. Uh and then a bit later, though, Edge there ends up getting knocked into the ref. So he's out. Priest goes, grabs some chairs. He's ready to hit the concerto. But Edge rolls out of the way. He grabs the chair. He breaks off the little stick that he likes to do so he can shove it in Priest's mouth for the crossface. Uh, and then, yeah, goes to follow up with the spear. But Priest ends up hitting him with the little chair piece and uh, makes the cover just as the ref is getting back in the ring. But Edge manages to kick out. So Priest looks to hit a second Razor's Edge, but Edge uh, slips out and then hits a fucking Canadian Destroyer. Canadian perfectly. Destroyer, baby. Yeah, perfectly executed. Uh, <laughs> probably the first time he's ever done one, I can imagine. Possibly, yeah. Or at least the first time he, first one he's done at in least 20 in years, us. probably. <laughs> I don't even know if the move existed 20 years ago. <laughs> but uh, it follows up with the Spear. And, of course, that gives Edge the big win as Toronto goes wild. Great match, great finish with the destroyer. Yeah, well, of, of course he was gonna win. We knew that. Yeah, you have to let him win there. And, uh, he's not done. Afterwards, he grabs the chairs though. He's ready to hit Priest with the concerto, but that's when Rhea Ripley gets in the ring and low blows him. Finn Balor comes in, nails him with the coup de gras. They grab the chairs, ready to beat Edge up, but that's when Beth Phoenix, who was watching from the front row the whole match, she hops the barricade, grabs the chair, protects her husband. So the Judgment Day back off. Uh, so uh, maybe we'll get a little mixed tag match between those four. But Is Beth Phoenix Canadian or she does she just feel like she's Canadian? I think she probably just has a Canadian citizenship. Oh, okay. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> but sure. Not all, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's American. But uh, yeah, that was the end of the broadcast. But then we stuck around after the show. Edge gives a nice heartfelt speech to the crowd. Says he's nearing the end. He thinks, and WWE usually comes back here around August, so he's he's saying maybe this time next year we can have the final match at home. So 
bit of a retirement tease there. We'll see. Does that mean a SummerSlam? Maybe just a weekly show? But either way, I don't know. If Edge has mm -hmm. one more year in him, the run that he went on isn't. I mean, I'm, and yeah, I'm sure right. we will talk about it when we get to that point. But this this yeah. second side of his career, uh, this, this run has been incredible. <clears throat> yeah, he's been pretty much every match of his has been of the good quality. Rumble, main event of WrestleMania, Seth Rollins matches. Yeah, uh, e yeah. either way, awesome episode of Raw. Every match delivered, got the time it needed. Crowd was amazing. We got Johnny Gargano surprise. Just, yeah, awesome night. Awesome. And just adding to all of these great Raw episodes that we've had over the past, uh, yeah, however many weeks. I now. mean, yeah, it's undeniable. Right now, Raw is the hottest show in the business. It, uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. I don't think anyone would uh, have any disagreement with you there. Yeah, but uh, we got some more to get to, so uh, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Come we'll back. come back with the Tuesday and Wednesday Night War. Of course, we're talking about NXT. Of course, we're talking about Dynamite. Big main event world championship on that show. So you're going to want to stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Brother, brother. Back here with the second half of the show, folks. Thanks for sticking it out through the break. We're hot. We're coming off hot on our uh, on our Monday Night Raw experience, right? Super but the wrestling, hot. but the wrestling world doesn't stop. Of course, the wrestling world moves right on through to the very next day, onto some NXT 2.0 action. NXT. What does it mean? But I don't know, but it's a good wrestling show. NXT. Watch and see. Gotta tap out a count out of one, two, three. Where NXT 2.0 is facing an invasion. An invasion of sorts. An invasion of the body snatch, of the brand snatchers. As or so it would seem. Yeah, we start off with the NXT champ, Ron Breaker, coming out. Crowd's pumped, they're barking. Talks about beating JD McDonough, uh, but then Tyler Bate comes out after. And yeah, he's here to talk with Braun. He's got his UK title. Says I'm the first ever and the last ever UK champion because with NXT Europe coming along, uh, let's unify these two belts. So Braun says, "Yeah, you know, I know who you are. I've been watching you from afar. I respect you. You got it. Let's do it. Worlds collide. Two weeks." Unification match. Unifying, which means that we will have a new belt for this NXT Europe thing. Uh, yeah, I would assume. I don't know why they didn't just turn this into NXT Europe. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, they're beautiful looking belts, so who knows? Who knows? I guess. Yeah, it it feels it feels a bit weird just because you know you know I just said it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty with this NXT Europe thing still. But yeah. Uh, in the meantime, we're gonna get. Our money's worth with these title belts because uh, we got the NXT UK tag titles on the lineup next. Briggs and Briggs and Jensen defendants against Gallus, who uh, the former champs, the longest reigning champs in the history of those belts. Oh, really? Hmm. That's what they told me. I, be uh, I believe you. <laughs> I'll trust Wade Barrett. He knows. Uh, so yeah, put on a pretty solid match here, but I still can't get over Jensen with the, these cut off jean shorts. It's too much for you. 
with the high boots. I mean, John Cena, he showed that you can rock jean shorts. <laughs> you just don't got to cut them like that. Good point. Know. Good point. Nothing against the guy. Whatever works. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Gallus dominate a big part of the match until Lash Legend runs out with Pretty Deadly. And they just blatantly attack Briggs and Jensen. But the ref doesn't call for the DQ for some reason instead he counts I, like them the, out I, how was that not a dq like this was it wasn't like they were tussling like grab like they were straight up fighting so that was the ref's like nope one two three four counts to ten gives gallus the win but obviously not the titles but uh i guess the rules are loss. i guess the rules are a little <laughs> different here in uh in nxt uh, uk yeah some weird weird booking with that one but uh afterwards the diamond mines show up and beat up gallus or at least the three members no Roddy. Does uh does Hunter have anything to do with this at all? Do we know? Uh I think it's mostly Shawn Michaels running the ship now. Right. But okay. I'm sure Triple H has creative input and they probably work together on the biggest stuff, like who's champ and all that. Okay. Yeah, no, just just wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. Yeah, if, uh, I'm not entirely. I mean, yeah, I'm probably probably less now more than ever. Or yeah, less now than ever now that he's running the big shows. But uh, that's when we had Grayson Waller making the debut of his talk show, the Grayson Waller effect. But uh, the crowd's chanting for Johnny Wrestling. So words traveled all the way to Florida that he's back, baby. Yeah, I guess, but guess what? He's not coming to fucking a house. He ain't coming uh, he's to not your... coming to a house show at the Performance Center, my guy. Yeah, after 16,000 in Toronto, we're not doing your little rinky dink, but. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, he's not here tonight. We bring out the real guest, Apollo Crews. But Waller just kind of insults him, so they gab back and forth. And Waller says, tell your kids daddy doesn't cut it. Or he couldn't cut it on Mondays and Fridays, so he came back to NXT. But Apollo's like, yeah, well, I tell them their dad was a champ on Monday, champ on Friday, soon to be champ on Tuesday. So, <laughs> nails Waller. Uh, and then, yeah. He just beats Waller up and says that's the Apollo Cruise effect. So, yeah, I guess that's something. Yeah, yeah, wasn't a wasn't a bad promo from Apollo. He's not known as the greatest talker, but he was pretty decent here with those. I think then did, did, did you say somebody <laughs> said the like? What didn't you used to have an accent? <laughs> yeah, someone's done that to him before. What happened to your Nigerian accent? Uh, yeah, he he definitely got on the main roster. It was like Randy Orton or something did it. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, Randy, someone did that to Kofi as well. He used to have that Jamaican accent. Yeah. Okay, maybe that was Randy. Maybe that's what I was thinking about. I think someone did mention it to Apollo when he came to NXT, though. But Anyways, uh, after that, we had Cameron Grimes taking on Javier Penal. I don't know. I didn't write Didn't listen. To definitely it Javier. I definitely got that much. Javier Penal. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, Joe Gacy and his dyad are watching from the balcony. Just leave Grimey alone. He doesn't need that. <laughs> Leave him alone. Bring him up to the main roster. Yeah, but he still gets the easy win here. Hits the cave in. So, grimy. Uh, and then after that, we had Indy Hartwell take on Blair Davenport, the former B Priestley, I believe. Okay, Maybe yeah, because I, I recognized her, and I was like, I've never heard your name in my life. Uh, she was yeah. over there on NXT UK. Yeah, we would have uh, seen her at least once or twice. But I think B. Priestley, I do recall from AEW. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, those early days, I remember her hanging around. Yeah. 
but yeah, she's Davenport now, but she's a tough girl. She's got hard-hitting offense. Uh, the crowd's trying to cheer Indy on. Uh, at one point, Blair hits her with a sketchy-looking... Looked like kind of a botched Mickey no- Michinoku driver. I don't know. Almost dropped Indy on her head, but... Uh, that was her finisher, apparently. Davenport gets the win, but she's not quite done. She grabs Indy, hits a brutal kick to the face, and then grabs a mic, cuts a promo on her. Says, I was the number one contender in NXT UK, so I'll take a shot at the woman's champion. That's when Mandy Rose comes out to respond. She says, honey, you watch yourself. You're in my ring, my world. I'm the most dominant champ, so show some respect. And then that's when the NXT UK women's champ, Michael... Fuck, I should have read. Miko or Miko? Satomura, I don't know. Miko. Miko Satomura, there it is. So she shows up. Crowd, a lot of this crowd knew who she was. They were hyping her up. Commentary hyping her up big time. I think she's undefeated or something. And I know she's been doing well over there. She's like the woman Walter, I think, going on. Just kind of like a dominant badass. Oh, yeah? Uh... Yeah, so she gets right in Mandy's face, says, you are not the most dominant champion. That would be me. Mandy says, yeah, you're a legend. I'll give you that. And I'd love to beat you. So we book another champion versus champion match for Worlds Collide. But then Davenport says, hey, what about me? I'm no more contender. So uh, they say, okay, triple threat match. So there you go. So, I mean, that's uh, I guess how it make, makes sense there. Honestly, I hope Mako Satomura goes over. Did you From know? what I've heard... What are you yeah. going to say? Go ahead. No, well, you go ahead. I was going to say, did you know that um, um, she made her North American professional debut in professional wrestling in 1996 on an episode of World Championship Wrestling? Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that part, but she was yeah, involved. She was, she was involved in the inaugural championship. She in the inaugural tournament for uh, the WCW Women's Championship when Mandy Rose was nigh but a six-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, she doesn't look, she doesn't really look that old. She looks like she could fit in on this roster with anyone, so yeah, that should be yeah, a lot she, of fun. She could, she, she could hang with anyone, I, I bet. Yeah, so, and uh, at this point, it's only a matter of time before we book the tag title unification match just to get all the titles all at, like unify, unify everything, yeah. Yeah. At that point, because, yeah, they've only got the three. Uh, So that all happens, but Indy Hartwell was still recovering from the match, and afterwards she grabs a microphone, cuts a quick promo. She's really down on herself. You know, she's been slipping lately, hasn't made any progress in the last four months. And that's when Dexter Loomis, (laughs) the man who's been on the run from the law for weeks now, uh, slides out from under the ring, his lover... The love of each other's life. They slide over to each other, embrace, big hug, big kiss. Crowd is so happy. They're chanting index. Just a nice reunion here. <laughs> and Dexter Lumis is pulling like triple duty at this point. He would have had to go from Tirana, hop on a plane, go straight to Florida like that next day. Yeah. Yeah. Less than 24 hours later. So, uh, yeah, fun moment. Afterwards, they go backstage together. Loomis gives Indy a little letter. And then he walks outside because the jig's up. He knows he's on the run. He surrenders, gets arrested, goes to hang out with Ronda Rousey in jail. But... In WWE jail. <laughs> uh, but I, I paused the screen, read the letter. It says, goodbye, Indy, for now. I love you forever. So maybe when he gets out of jail, they'll be back. Or maybe when Indy gets called <laughs> up. 
One of the two? Yeah, Which, one or whatever, the other. Whatever happens first. He says, I'll be waiting for you, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was that. After we had tag match, Legato Del Fantasma versus the Dyad. And uh, the remaining members of Legato still working under Tony D. They're leaderless now that Santos has been banished. And rather banished. than just like not have a leader, they're like, oh, I need someone in charge. Yeah, like, we don't know what to do. Uh, but Tony, during the match, you know, Legato, they're they're high-flying. They're doing some moves. The crowd's having fun. But Tony's yelling at him. He's like, hey, cut that crap out. Don't be flying around here. So cramps their style, you know. <laughs> That's their bread and butter. So uh, Literally their style. The <laughs> yeah, so... The Dyad take over. They hit the ticket to Mayhem. Get the win. So, uh... Then afterwards, though, thankfully, Legato, they head to the parking lot. That's when Santos Escobar rolls up. He's like, yo, family stays together. So they all get in the car. Looks like the whole group's headed to the main roster. Including Electra Lopez. Maybe. Yeah. You think that was the send-off? I think so. They got in the car. He says, you're coming with me. So, sounds like it. Sounds like we'll see him Sunday. Or, sorry, Friday. Friday or Monday. We'll see. Uh, then you had Vaughn Wagner taking on Tyler Bate. Uh, so Wagner with the big size advantage, but Tyler Bate, the much more experienced wrestler, he's able to chop down the giant, hits the big <gasps> spiral tap, which he calls the spinny boy, to get the win. The spinny boy. I like that. There's also a great, uh, there was a great video package right before this match. The kind of, it was just Tyler Bates' history over there in the UK. Really, uh, yeah. it was just one of those real Always. good, like, huh? If you didn't know who he was then, you sure as hell will now. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing WWE never gets wrong is their video packages. They know how to make <laughs> a goddamn, they know how to edit a goddamn video. Yeah. Uh, and then the main event match. We had Tiffany Stratton taking on Wendy Chu in a lights-out match. <laughs> but not the kind of lights-out you think of in AEW. This is a literal lights-out match where we, we turn the lights down. Just like black where we turn the down. lights down, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, same rules as AEW. Anything goes. Any weapons you want. So, uh, you know, big deal for these two getting the main event spot. And Tiffany with a cool new look. The, her hair was all braided and cornrows, some pink. I thought it looked really cool. A new thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, lights out. Anything goes. We get the standard, the trash cans. Uh, Wendy dumps it on Tiffany and then grabs her tennis racket, smacks the shit out of her. Uh, yeah, we get a toolbox, some wrenches, uh, a pink chair, which Wendy suplexes Tiffany onto. Uh, and then she picks up the wrench, starts choking Tiffany with it. So Tiffany has to grab some hairspray out of her purse, sprays Wendy in the eyes. Uh, power bombs Chew onto the trash can, which crumples it up. Uh, so Wendy goes to the corner, grabs a pillow, but then she opens it up and dumps out Lego everywhere. So you know that's almost as bad as thumbtacks. And you know we've seen we've seen the Lego before. It is dangerous. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Tiffany, though, she ends up scoop slamming Wendy down onto the Lego. Uh, so she's hurt. Tiffany hits the ropes, hits a big double foot stomp onto Wendy, but she kicks out of that somehow. So the crowd was pretty hot now, chanting, this is awesome. They fight to the floor. Wendy picks up Tiffany, hits a full Nelson slam, puts Tiffany through a bed. Crowd chanted, holy shit. Holy that. shit. Was that a, was that a, was <laughs> that a, an endy? 
that a Serta? A what? Tempur-Pedic? Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. They took off the mattress, though, so it was easier to break. <laughs> uh, but more painful. Uh, so after she breaks the bed, she throws her back in the ring. Wendy climbs the top rope, hits the backward splash, and gets the huge win. Wendy Chu wins the main event. As, as she should have. I mean, she just, yeah, she worked hard. Uh, this was a good match. This was a lot of fun. And Tiffany Stratton, man, she's, I heard this is only like her 22nd match ever, and she's very smooth. Yeah, showing a lot of improvements um, since the those kind of like intro video packages that were just kind of like, I'm Rit, like, you know. Yeah, it she's just, cut it, back it, a little bit. Yeah, she's comp. She's toned it down, but she's still the similar. Yeah, I you know well I'm sure hey I'm sure 2.0 will see a lot of uh, changes in the in the you know kind of the upcoming future with Vince gone right. Yeah, and then there was one more thing real quick the quickest contract signing ever we cut backstage we have a double contract signing we just get the world collide the men's and women's title matches out of the way just boom boom everyone's signed it's done in 30 seconds it was crazy. Sometimes you need to get. Sometimes you need to get things done before we run out of TV time. I mean, they could have done it next week, but I'm not complaining, and we don't even need to see the contract signing really ever. So it's a good point. Whatever. It was just. It was just funny to note that it was so quick. <laughs> yeah, just boom, boom, it's on. But that was NXT. Uh, so let's just move right on to the next night, Wednesday night, Dynamite. You know what it is. AEW. All elite, they coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Uh, start the show off with Chris Jericho coming out. Calls out Daniel Garcia to discuss uh, their incident from last week. So Garcia comes out. The crowd chants, you're a wrestler. And uh, Jericho puts over Garcia. But uh, he's upset. You put your hands on me last week. And. But we can all work this out quickly. We uh, just want you to apologize. Garcia, he says, man, you know Brian's my hero, and that was my moment sharing the ring with him, and you ruined it. Uh, yeah, after 30 minutes of action, and, uh, but Jericho's like, don't worry, Danny. There's going to be many more moments. You're the greatest technical sports entertainer in the world, and you know you're a sports entertainer. Now say it. <laughs> and the crowd just chants, you are a wrestler. Great work here from these two. Uh, and then uh, Brian Danielson comes out, says he agrees with the crowd. You are a wrestler, but Jericho still demanding things, and Garcia's caught in the middle like a kid in a divorce. Just, I can't deal with this. Goes to walk away. Jericho grabs him, so Garcia shoves him down hard and then walks off. Uh, and then Brian and Jericho hang around, exchange some words, argue about who's the best wrestler in the world, and Brian says, let's settle this with a match. And they end up booking that for all out. It's a bit of a bummer. I'll be honest that I think that that you know that that's the Danielson match. It right? is, but uh, at the same time, Chris Jericho is possibly in the best, some of the best matches he's had in AEW right now. I mean, now that's a that's a good run. point. That's a good point. But uh, yeah, you know, I want to see Brian going for some championship gold at some point sooner than later. Yeah, not just taking on kind of. I mean, I guess the, the Garcia match was a lot of fun, you know? I mean, yeah. Yeah, you, it was good. You can be in a program or something, but, you know, we have five-star expectations from him. Who knows? Maybe yeah. maybe we can get five stars. There's a of, chance, uh, though. Yeah, The fucking Jericho Moxley got, like, four and three quarters. 
I was going to say, the Lionheart, if he brings out the Lionheart again versus the Dragon, that could be a potential five-star. Yeah, you, you're on to something. Be. You're on to something. Uh, so, well, we'll see. We'll see. We got that next week at All Out. Uh, but up next, we had Jay Lethal take on Dax Harwood, one of the hardest working men in wrestling this year. Dax, we all know what a great year he's having. Uh, he's, a, he's a Wrestler of the Year candidate. Oh, yeah. He's up for multiple awards and... Uh, promo of the year, even after that daughter thing. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, solid match here. Bunch of stiff chops. Uh, Dax hits a nice slingshot Liger bomb, puts Lethal in the sharpshooter, and that's when Sanjay jumps on the apron, distracts Dax. Uh, a bit later, Lethal, Lethal's able to roll up Dax, grabs the trunks for the illegal leverage. Ref doesn't see it. Jay Lethal gets the big win. One, two, three. With the illegal leverage, though. Yeah, he cheated, but, uh, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I don't like that. <laughs> I guess that's the point, though. But, uh, <coughs> excuse me, afterwards, Sanjay uh, announces that at All Out, it's not going to be him and uh, the Giant. It's going to be Motor City Machine Guns teaming up with Jay Lethal here from Impact Wrestling. So. From Impact, a little cross-branding uh, once again. Yeah, so. Uh, it's kind of unfortunate, though, that that's the match at all out for FTR and Wardlow. I mean, yeah. no, one, he's, no TNT title match. We wanted FTR to be going for the AEW tag yeah, titles. Yeah, it, it's funny. It's the it's like it's the one that they don't have, right? Is <laughs> yeah, for the company that they're in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you're so. right. I mean, maybe it's the way of. I mean, I'm sure. It's, I'm sure. I, I I can probably only name a few matches that's going to be on the card because, of course, they did announce there's going to be a casino ladder match again. Yeah. Um, and I bet there's already probably seven or eight, six, seven, eight. You know, like we probably have enough matches that to then split those two up. Does that mean another two? Maybe Wardlow comes in hot after All Out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We still, there's still a lot to figure out, and there's only 10 days left. <laughs> wow. But we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, we cut backstage where Tony Schiavone. It has to interview a heartbroken, very emotional Thunder Rosa. She's on the verge of tears here as she has to make an announcement that she's got to step down as your champion. Uh, but they're not stripping her of the title. We're going to determine an interim champion yet again. Uh, Just like we did with the men's championship, which I feel like is cool. Yeah. And the TNT title, briefly. Yes, you are right. <laughs> but that one was unnecessary. That was a two-week interim, but... Anyway, so yeah, she's she's injured. She's not gonna be able to compete at all out. Uh, so she wishes her friend Tony Storm luck in the match because we're gonna have a fatal four way now. Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader, Hikaru Shida. So that should be a good match. Okay, you know, and sort of, and anyone wins, you know, it's uh, it should be good. Yeah, anyone but Baker, hopefully for me. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love Brett, I just we don't need that right now. Well, we don't need the but, same run because we know it would be the exact same run the exact, again. Exact yeah, it would same, be the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, Tony Storm would probably be my number one pick, and even a Jamie Hader would be a nice surprise. But Hikaru Shida, we've seen it. Britt Baker, we've seen it. Mm -hmm. But we'll get to that next week. Uh, then we had Colton Gunn taking on Billy Gunn, father versus son match for the first time ever. Uh, but Billy, you know, he's got the acclaimed at his side, his new adopted family. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but Colton has his brother, and he's got Stokely Hathaway now, because it uh, seems they're officially Involved. part of his gang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But uh, man, this crowd was hot for Billy. They were just cheering for him, chanting, who's your daddy? And uh, that seems to be a popular chant across all. These days, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for some reason, who's your daddy has become quite popular. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Billy's looking good. He's in control. But that's when Stokely Hathaway on the outside, he grabs the acclaimed boombox and just nails him with it. This distracts Aubrey. She's looking outside, which Colton then goes and nails his father right in the very balls that produced him. Wow. How and, I, uh, the irony. <laughs> exactly. And follows that up with the Colt 45 to get the cheap victory. And uh, yeah, Stokely celebrates with the ass boys as they beat down Billy. Swerve and Lee come out, chase them off. Yeah, a bit of a, you know, not, 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 I'm not invested in this one personally. I don't know if you are. Yeah, not a whole lot. Okay. There's other guys I'd rather see on the Ex show. Exactly. I uh, kind of like this next match. You know, Britt Baker takes on Kylan King. Who, nothing against Kylan King, but this is, you know, another week now where, you know, she, no one really knows her. We know she stands no chance against Britt Baker here. Mm -hmm. so. I guess they said she was from Ohio, so it was. Oh, yeah, maybe local. Close. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah, but she's still lost in like four minutes. Britt gets her in the lockjaw. Uh, I guess to win and then cuts a quick promo about the interim title match and, and how she's going to win it and yada yeah. yada and Tony comes out, Karashita comes out they all fight so or they all talk something I don't know <laughs> either way it'll be fun yeah either way nothing happens but yeah hopefully the uh, these four can put something on yeah uh, but let's get to the big match you know all the buzz crazy stuff uh the internet's been talking. We don't care. We're here for the match. CM Punk, John Moxley, AEW, world title, unification. Huge match here to give away on free television. Uh, John Moxley, 15-0, undefeated this year in AEW. CM Punk, 20-1. That only lost to MJF. So, yeah, super protected, both guys. And Yeah, yeah just to MJF, eh? That's a good point. That's the only one, yeah. Wow. Uh, so the crowd is just super hot. They're pretty split between both guys. Uh, they're duking it out for about a minute. And then Punk goes for a big roundhouse kick. He nails Moxley in the head, but it's his injured foot. So he just drops to the ground, sells it. He's screaming in pain. Moxley has no sympathy. Goes right after him. Uh, just grabs him, starts hammering down with those big elbows to the head. Uh, then picks him up, hits a Death Rider. Doesn't make the cover, though. He picks up Punk, hits a second Death Rider, and then he makes the pin. One, two, three. John Moxley wins the world title in three minutes and ten seconds. Holy shit. Wow. Who saw that one? I'd, the, the surprise of it alone. Yeah, this was Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. This was, this, this, <laughs> this was something. This like really a, just was. Just a complete... <laughs> so... Yeah, John Moxley officially now the first ever two-time world champion. And I love the commentary after. Taz asks, did he come back too soon? And JR just says, he got his ass whooped is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well put, JR. Well but, put. Uh, yeah, Punk I selling mean, the hell out of that kick. It all yeah, just... that was certainly the story. of the. That was the whole match was the kick, fucked up his leg. And I mean, I think every, I think everyone who would have been paying attention to this match would have been instantly, you know, they, oh my God, this is going to get people talking. Yeah, there was probably someone in the bathroom that missed the whole thing. They're like, what? 
they come out, what the hell? They see Moxley just holding the belt. <laughs> they hold both belts. He's like, what, Moxley? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man. Fucking Moxley celebrates. The crowd is still kind of stunned, but they're cheering. They're going crazy. Yeah. And we're all just thinking, what the hell's going on with CM Punk? Uh, I mean, he limps to the back with the officials. And can you believe it? Moxley didn't even get a chance to bleed in a title match. That's got to be a first. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I honestly can't believe that. <laughs> that was That was the most surprising part. Yeah, so this this was, I mean, this was great. I loved it. The shock it was crazy. Definitely didn't see this coming. We don't. It's we're ten days away from all out. What the fuck is the main event gonna be? Are they gonna have a rematch? We don't know. Well, now I was. I no idea. Well, now I mean, it, will CM Punk even be able to physically <laughs> perform? Yeah. Was this was this just a way of writing him off because he wasn't really ready yet? And they're like, all right, we got to get the belt off you, or, or is this just story? We don't know. Everything. Oh, that's a, a good w point. You know, maybe it's like, uh, you know, there was a setback in his, um, you know, in his recovery. So it's like, ah, uh, well, we let's just take it <laughs> off you. Yeah, uh, but I guess all will become a bit clearer next Wednesday because that's the go home dynamite. We have to figure out our that's main event. It's crazy. Cannot cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, yeah, that was wild. Um, and then Ricky Stocks comes out for a promo. Real fired up, passionate promo here. Uh, just says, Team Taz is over. The FTW title is gone. My best friend, Will Hobbs, betrayed me. And, uh, you know, I'm the one that brought him to the dance. I made him into, uh, you know, more than just a fucking manager. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually just challenges him to a match it all out. So, Which we're going to get. Yeah. That'll be there. Then the main event of the episode, you had Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open teaming up against Death Triangle in the Trios Tournament match. And, uh, yeah, this thing was pretty wild. Nearly half hour, 25 minutes or so. This. Yeah, well, yeah, th I mean, this was the time. When I saw there was time, when the time left when Punk and uh, Moxley came on, I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be a 35-minute barn burner turns out no yeah. all the time was reserved for <laughs> the, the trios tournament <laughs> i should have known i should have known but like you just said um excalibur yeah. excalibur made a point during this one um will osprey has worked 18 matches in the last 30 days that's uh, that's a busy man that's fucking uh, friend this is across multiple countries multiple oh promotions yeah, exactly from japan uh, to britain to dynamite uh all over the place, just like this match. Just tons of action. These guys were just, yeah, some of the most unbelievable things a wrestler could do. The flips to the floor. Osprey hits a move called the Sky Twister. It's the big corkscrew moonsault. The one that Charlotte likes to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Pac hits a crazy avalanche brain buster to Osprey. And uh, Phoenix goes for a tightrope Hurricane Rana. But Osprey just lands on his feet. Uh, hits him with a cutter. Uh... Yeah, Pack gets in there, goes for the Black Arrow, but Osprey gets the knees up, goes for the Stormbreaker, but then Pack reverses midair with a Hurricane Rana, gets a big near fall. Uh, a bit later, Pack stands uh, literally on the top of the ring post, not even the turnbuckle, just balanced on the little ring post there to hit a big moonsault to the floor. I don't think I've ever seen somebody on the ring post. <laughs> yeah, he got like an extra four inches off that. It was incredible. Uh, and then that's when Kip Sabian shows up at ringside. Bit of a new look there. He's dyed his hair. Yeah, he's got a bit of a goth-looking thing, kind of. Yeah, some whitish, 
grayish thing. I don't know. Uh, so he attacks Pack, takes him out. Back in the ring, Osprey and Aussie Open are triple teaming Phoenix. He's all on his own. The Aussies pick him up. Uh, they kind of hold him while Osprey jumps off the ropes and they hit this nice triple team Oz cutter. And that gives the big win to uh, Will Osprey and the Aussies with the assist from Kip Sabian. With a little, uh, the, the old distraction assist kind of thing. Yeah. So they move on to face Kenny and the Bucks, who come out for a little stare down to end the show. A little stare down after the show. Um, AW on their YouTube channel posted a little after the um, off air promo between the two of them. It was pretty fun. Was yeah, a, yeah, but it was more it yeah, was more Ken- uh, kayfabe, not like the Kenny one that we saw the other <laughs> week. It was more like they were talking about the match. They were Kenny and uh, Will Osprey were going back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then of course our weekly AEW drama update. Oh, did okay. You hear, <laughs> did you hear about the uh, the quiet Eddie Kingston suspension that happened a couple weeks? No, apparently. please tell me about it. It's come out. Uh, apparently there was an incident. Uh, Sammy Guevara made a promo on an episode of Rampage, and at one point he called him like a fat fuck or a fat ass or something. I don't know something Eddie didn't like. Really? And when Guevara came backstage, Eddie got in his face and like put his hand in his face or like tried to tried to take a swing at him. And, uh, Eddie Kingston confirmed it. They reached out. He said, "You know the truth. I won't lie. I was wrong." I was unprofessional. That's the blind fact. He did what he did, and the public can judge, but I know I was wrong. So, Eddie owned up to it. And then I saw Sammy Guevara give his side. It's pretty much the same thing. He's like, yeah, I said something. If he didn't want me to say it, he should have said, you know, but beforehand, we usually say, you know, this is off limits, and he didn't say nothing. Wait, so he said it in a promo? Yeah, it was like on Rampage. Yeah. But they never aired the promo after, because I guess because of the whole thing. And Oh, uh, so they didn't, because they, they, okay, I understand. I understand. Yeah, weird, so weird people situation. in the audience saw it, but we never saw it on TV or anything. And apparently they were building to a match at All Out that may or may not happen now. But yeah, I don't know. But it was all the two guys involved confirmed it that there was a, like a little two week suspension for Kingston. They kind of just quietly, no one really mentioned it. Yeah, a bit, bit of a weird situation by the sounds of it. Yeah, just one of those things. Apparently there was a backstage meeting too from Tony Khan to kind of settle all this drama that's been going on. But who knows? Who knows? No, it's, it's it's it's, it's funny. To, it's funny to think that you know the wrestlers have a conversation before. Like, what don't you want me to? What, you know, do a promo. Great. What don't you want me to say? And then Kingston is like, "Don't call me fat." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I think that's literally it. But yeah. Oh well. Yeah, there you have it. I mean, come on. There you have it. That was all of our dynamite action, all of our weekly wrestling action, and almost everything that we have for this episode of the podcast. Except we know that we have one more thing. Of course, we're talking about the wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week, of the week. Wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. The wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. Wrestler of the week, of the week, of the week. The wrestler of the week. Mike, I'm going to give it to you because we were present. Because we saw it happen, the electrifying atmosphere alive at the Air Canada Center. Uh, my wrestler of the week is going to be Edge. I think it goes without saying. Twenty-minute ball ba- barn burner of a match, <laughs> Bank burner, of course, and um, the post-match, uh, say, you know, a promo that we got. 
everything was great. Um, I hope if 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 what he says is true and the retirement match is coming, I hope that we get to be there. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, make it to that. Uh, yeah, I'll make it unanimous. The rated R superstar Edge, awesome performance. You know, I posted a video on Instagram and somehow it it took off. Got a couple thousand views. Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, have, that's incredible. <laughs> I only have 150 followers. It was random. So it must have been a lot of people. Uh, so yeah, man, it was just hot night. I guess people were ready. It was the video captured the essence of how much fun it was to be there. <laughs> yeah, he still got it. Edge. Yeah. After all this time, he still got all the action, and that's all the time that we have for the show. Thanks for listening. Great for Let's Grab Shows everywhere. We'll be back next week with the, uh, I guess next week we're looking at our All Out and Clash at the Castle uh, kind of preview shows. Because yeah. those are. And Worlds Collide, but. Is that on a special? Okay, I didn't catch when that when that is. Is that it's, just going to be on the Tuesday? It's Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Oh, really? Is is it is it in the UK? I think it's at. I think it's in Florida. Okay, okay, I wasn't but, sure. So I mean, if you wanted to on Sunday, you could watch Worlds Collide from four to six or seven, and then jump right into All Out and have a nice eight hours of wrestling. <laughs> That's a good point. If you so wanted to. That is a good point. Uh, but no, I don't think I'll be doing that in one sitting. Yeah, that's, that that sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot of uh, of wrestling, if you ask me. Um, but yeah, like I said, that's all the time we have. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we'll be back next week. Mike, take care of yourself. All right, we'll see you then. Shoot.